It's official. One Shining Podcast is back, and I am your host, Tate Frazier. And as March Madness begins, we're covering everything from Selection Sunday all the way to the championship and beyond. We're going to have great guests that are coming through on the show. And look, if you're a friend of the program and you're already subscribed, you don't have to do anything. OSP is back. It's going to be right back in your feed. And if you're not a friend of the program and this is your first time on the rodeo, then let me tell you this. You need to go to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts and smash subscribe today because the OSP show is back. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a very delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Or at least I don't do crystal meth in the bathroom all night long. That's my opinion! He will never emotionally fulfill you. Because I don't want to be a part of it. Go to sleep! Go to sleep! Close your legs to married men, trash box. I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not well, bitch. Hold on, check me, boo. Welcome to the morally corrupt, as we like to call it here at the Ringer Reality Feed, JV show. I am with my girl, Jody Walker. This is Chelsea Stark Jones. And we're going to talk some Vanderpump and Summer House today, as well as some Miami with Zach Peter a little later on. Jody, it's been forever. <laughs> I missed you, Chelsea. So much has happened. We were sort of like off as a whole last week, and we aired interviews, which was really fun. But we didn't get to chat about the last week of our beloved JV shows. And there's been a lot going on. There has been a lot going on. A lot on screen, a lot off screen. But as Jody mentioned, there was an interview with Carl Radke that was up on the feed last week. So if you haven't listened to it, tune in. It was, it was good. Carl is an interesting, but seemingly genuinely nice man. Yeah, you know, reality TV stars are just like us, I guess. Like (laughs) complex emotions, layers, feelings. They meditate in the morning. Like he told me he had meditated that morning. I was like, oh man, not me. I like woke up and got on this call. (laughs) (laughs) Reality TV stars, they're better than us. At times, at times they could be aspirational. But yeah, like I don't even think we discussed the Raquel posting with Tom Schwartz that happened while we were away too. So did did you see? You saw that, right? Uh, Chelsea, you know that you are my main source to Bravo News. So if you don't text me something directly, I don't see it. Oh <laughs> Unless my it's gosh. the show. I'm canon only. I'm canon only. I okay, watch the okay. episodes. <laughs> well, Raquel decided to make, this will be like a little bit of news before we get into our Vanderpump recap, but she decided to make some waves last week. And post a picture of her and Schwartz in front of Schwartz and Sandy's looking awfully like cuddle, cuddle, buddy, buddy. 
And the caption was just cause. And it was so thirsty and mean and nasty. And of course, Katie had to jump in. In the comments. And in the comments. And and leave a little, little note about what she was saying. Katie replied, you really thought you did something here, but all these (laughs) comments ate, LOL, LOL. And then another fan responded to Katie saying, girl, please, we are not being sad over men with the personality of spray cheese in 2023. No, ma'am, we are not. (laughs) Katie said, nobody's sad. LOL, spray cheese, I'm dead. The amount of times this picture landed in my inbox, I couldn't leave it alone. Desperado. This is a photo, as you can see. This language, this Instagram language out loud is very funny. And I would like to make a weekly appointment for you to continue to do it for me. Wait, so so Chelsea, was this this, I guess, was after last week's episode aired, Raquel posted this video? Uh, Yes, picture. This photo, yeah. And it the comments did eat. They ate. The comments ate. (laughs) LOL. LOL. Desperado much. Uh, People were awfully, you know, calling for Raquel, like saying that she's horrible, lack of girl code, so disrespectful. This is disgusting. Why are you doing this? You should be embarrassed. All of that. All of that rhetoric. I, I browsed through the comments. There were a lot of comments. I saw very little that were in support of this thing. But word on the street is they're just really close friends. So it just even further kind of is just like you're only doing this to get at Katie type of a thing. Yeah, I think I'm going to like cool it on disgusting. But <laughs> I, but I'd go with trolling. I mean, it just sounds like she's kind of trolling mm. Katie and trolling us like I do feel I mean I'm not cool with what's happening in the show right now but I'm interested to see how it goes because you know Katie can get intense and like (laughs) it's very possible that Katie has said something to her and that's not it's like Katie has a right to get intense at this point but it does feel maybe even probable that Katie has like said something to Raquel that has ended the friendship forever or that Raquel has done. I mean, they're just not, I don't know. You shouldn't yeah. troll on the internet, but like, I'm just going to wait and see. There's a lot, there are like a lot of plates spinning on Vanderpump rules right now. There are a lot of plates spinning on Vanderpump rules right now. So let's, let's get into it. We'll briefly kind of go over what happened in the previous episode. I did not do my homework and I did not listen to the Sheena Schwartz podcast Chelsea. episode. <laughs> No, as I was watching these episodes, I was like, <laughs> Chelsea will li- listen to shenanigans, shenanigans. So I, I mean, obviously I wasn't going to, but I was like, so I don't have to do any research here. This is on Chelsea's list. Um, you couldn't do it. I caught up on other podcasts. I I listened to an interview that Sheena did do this week and yeah, I just, I, I didn't want to dig that deep in the archives. I felt like I was going to have to take me a while to scroll to find it. Like she, she's really consistent with her podcast. So like, I don't know how many episodes back that is. So <laughs> I just was like, you know what? It's okay. I'll just take the synopsis that the show presents us with. Um, I think we got like most of the hot points, but I'll tell you what, I did not enjoy watching podcasting on screen. It was just like a little bit too close to home. Like I'm not really trying to see my culture represented that way. Like even just the way that their voices changed once they got on the mic, I was like, oh no, I definitely do that. Yeah. Shorts definitely has like a 
Like he's trying to get his like very white voice, like seductive (laughs) thing going in his podcasting. Um, I, I liked it. I enjoy, I, uh, the thing about Sheena though, is she is so flip floppy. Like I didn't know she was this close to Schwartz. This whole time she's saying that Schwartz is such a great friend to her. They're such a good friends. Like to me, her and Schwartz were filming friends. Like Schwartz is probably friendly with everybody, but for her to like over assert herself these last two episodes is like, I really care about Schwartz. Like I've never she seen that just, prior she's just to a this free year. agent. You know, yeah. she's like, you can draft me to your side. I am available for a fee. Like I, th- she has always stayed this middle line where she, I mean, to my knowledge, where like she can just kind of go either way. And yeah. that's what makes her so like transparent and why people feel like she's manipulative and fake because she's so inconsistent. Yeah. She she has she has no moral, moral standing, compass, team, anything. (laughs) But at the end of the episode, you know, obviously Katie has learned about the podcast and speaking, you mentioned her sharp tongue saying to Lala on FaceTime that she hopes karma gets Sheena and that her world burns and that she will stand there and watch it or something along those lines. Um, And Katie is obviously upset at this really weird cover concert band thing that Sandoval does. Tom Sandoval and the most extras. They're at this venue in Agora Hills and Katie confronts Sheena about pushing uh, Raquel onto Tom And she also confronts Tom and says like, look, I'm not okay with this. We're doing great. We have our boundaries set. Everything seems fine. But now she wants to get in the middle and meddle with what we have built in our healthy divorce breakup. And Schwartz is dumb and doesn't seem to understand why this is frustrating to her. And the episode this week kicks off with Katie just leaving, which I kind of feel bad for her. Ariana follows her out. She cries. She's upset. But Katie was not having it. She did not find any of this entertaining and was like, bye guys. What did, what was your whole reaction to her confrontation with Sheena, her confrontation with Tom and how it kind of all just played out? Katie said something to Sheena that I really like. I, Katie can get so fired up that sometimes the things she says are over the top in a way that you kind of just stop, stop listening. Like when she was Mm -hmm. talking to Lala, but when she was actually talking to Sheena at the concert for Tom and the most extras, she said, there's no room for your feelings or thoughts in what we have going on. There's no room for you in this. And that really like made a lot of things click together for me. I was like, yeah, Sheena, what do you, who cares what you think about their divorce? Like why, like, why do you care so much? Like you're not that close with Tom and just like, why do you care how Katie is handling it? This is Mm -hmm. how Katie's handling it. And it's her divorce. And I mean, the reason that she cares is because Katie's been really shitty to her in the past. And this is like a chance for comeuppance. It's so transparent. And I'm actually kind of fine with that. Like it, it, Katie has been really nasty to her. And so if she doesn't want to like be incredibly respectful towards Katie in return, I kind of think that's fine. But to pretend like she's doing something else is such a farce. Yeah. I think I would be okay with it if, if she said, I'm doing this because you've been such an asshole to me, which it was very clear when Katie left and Sheena was talking to Raquel of like, I feel bad for her because now she knows how we felt. We felt this way all these years and now she could feel this way. So it was like, okay, so you obviously are doing this to like 
get back at her, to jab at her. Why not say it to her face as opposed to saying, well, I thought you'd be okay with it. Like you, you were joking about it. (laughs) You were joking about it the last time. Like, I thought this was totally fine. Like, just be upfront and honest as to why you're doing it. You're doing it because Katie was mean to you. She's always been mean to you. There was one season when Katie was nice to you and it was because Stassi was gone. And now when Stassi came back, it was like, okay, don't like Sheena anymore. So just say that. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't like the hiding behind something else. Like she's, she's obviously doing it because she can't stand Katie. And it's so transparent when Sheena is repeatedly like, well, why can like she fuck other people, but you can't flirt with people? It's like, cause the people she's fucking aren't Tom's friends and mm-hmm. literal coworkers. Like it's very obvious what the difference is that like if Raquel and Schwartz start a relationship or have sex or whatever, it like creates this complete drama and rift that's like great for the show, but bad for these actual personal relationships. Whereas like if he is just having sex with strangers, maybe this strange woman in his house that we never saw, <laughs> but saw a picture of Joe, I think like that doesn't affect Katie and she doesn't have to know about it. And she mm-hmm. hasn't been telling Tom that she's having other relationships. You know who's telling Tom that she's having other relationships? Gina. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I did like later in the episode, Katie said, the reason why I'm not telling Tom about who I'm hooking up with is because I'm not an asshole. Like I don't need for him. I, I know this is hard for him. I don't need to present him and flaunt it all in front of him. And we had this understanding prior to filming, prior to anything that we were going to keep that stuff separate and like to not interfere with the friend group. And it's so crazy to me because even Sandoval later in the episode was like, that's just unreasonable. That's so out. And I'm just like, how is that unreasonable? How is that like, unreasonable? Don't screw don't around fuck your with people don't that fuck I have your friends. to. <laughs> don't fuck on the same On the same call sheet as me. Like, I don't want to know about it. Like, it's this, it's disrespectful. And I, I, it blows my mind that they're not seeing it that way. And to, even like some the interview that I listened to with Sheena yesterday or earlier this week was, she was saying like, someone asked like, if this was Shay and you had just gotten your divorce with Shay and Lala or Ariana, you know, they kiss, how would you feel? And she like, couldn't really answer it directly. She's like, well, you know, I, I was the one that broke it off. So like, I don't know. I don't know if I care. Like, no, Sheena, you'd be pissed. You would feel betrayed. You would wonder why you have to go and do it with someone that I know and that I have to film a fucking TV show with. Like, I don't, Get and the it. thing is, like Schwartz and Raquel are definitely allowed to do that. Like if yeah. they whatever, that is their choice. But you have to like understand that it would be wrecking whatever kind of like fake peace Katie yeah. and Schwartz are kind of trying to maintain. Let me tell you what I'm actually disgusted by, to borrow from the comments from Raquel's photo. Uh-huh. The amount that these adults talk about making out is like, cause like I've been saying fuck a lot because that is what Shana said. But like at one point we haven't even, we haven't talked about that because this was from the episode episode before last where Lala, Katie and Raquel sit down to dinner and they're like, they're like, wait a second. 
she's pushing Schwartz on you. And Raquel's like, yeah. And they're like, well, what do you say? And she's like, I'm like, no, no, no. But then I'm kind of like, well, what are you thinking? Are you crazy? She's not say that in front of Katie. But then at some point she's like, and like, if anything happened, it wouldn't be fucking. I was like, then what would it be? Like, (laughs) why is it worth it to cause this much drama and to like mess up a friendship and ruin your trip to like Havasu over like a little French kissing. We are, we are elders, we are elders, folks. We are adults. (laughs) Like, I'm not saying that you have to have sex, but like make it worthwhile. I think. (laughs) I, I would million percent agree. And speaking of Raquel, she is truly stepping into her villain era. She decides to stir up some drama with Allie at this event too. She pulls Allie aside for I don't know why. Like, wh- why and are you like talking to Allie about time. this? Yes, yes. To say, oh, Allie, by the way, did James tell you that he cheated on me with Lala early in our relationship? Do you trust him? How do you feel about that? Does that make you feel uncomfortable? What are your thoughts? Raquel, not your place to ask Allie that question. <laughs> but she thinks it's her place. And Allie is so similar to Raquel and so yeah. similar to like early Raquel because listen, the Sheena impression was dead on. Your Raquel impression was a little sped up. Like she talked, <laughs> she talked so slow that like, I don't know if she really, I don't think she's really like trying to be in her villain era. She's just so like simple that like, I don't know if she knows what she's doing. Like, I don't think she knows that she should not be talking to Allie this way. And then Allie seems so genuinely sweet that she also doesn't know that Raquel shouldn't be talking to her this way. And I guess like in some ways she kind of appreciates it, but then she, you can feel her realize during the conversation when they start to sort of like start ragging on James, like Mm -hmm. that's the only thing they can relate over. Then like Allie's like sort of fight or flight response is like, Oh, wait a second. This is insane. I shouldn't be doing this, but she's also kind of simple. And it's just like watching them talk about their mutual ex-boyfriend is so weird. Yeah, I I will say she is very much like, Allie is very much like Raquel. However, I think she kind of has a little bit more of a backbone than Raquel does. She seems to stand up to James a little bit more than I have seen Raquel do in her relationship with him. But I I was just sitting there watching that scene. I was like, why the hell does Raquel think she needs to be the one to say this news to to Allie. And and then I did like that when Allie, I was like, yeah, I already know. We already spoke about it. Like, I think it kind of shocked Raquel. Like, oh, he's being honest with you. Like he, he yeah. wouldn't have done that with me. I don't think she liked that. No, I don't think she liked it at all. And then as they finish this conversation, James and Allie later on in the episode get into some type of fight where James had to be escorted out of the venue because he was yelling too much. And was it rooted in his conversation with Raquel who know, or Allie's conversation with Raquel who knows, but that did kind of bother them. And then we also have Raquel just going up to Schwartz and saying, you want to make out? (laughs) What? So So weird. So embarrassing. (laughs) So weird. If like you want to do it, you should have just like done it. I'm sure he would have pushed you away. What do you think the plan was? If he said yes, where do you think, they were gonna go were they gonna do it right there like right there yeah that does seem to be her move because we've heard a lot of like tell of she and peter 
who really needs to be fired, by the way. (laughs) He's like a constant HR violation. I could, I think it was in the episode before last. It like opens with Lisa Vanderpump greeting Peter. And he was like, yeah, I don't remember much from last night. I was like, man, (laughs) that's not okay. And stop telling your boss. But like, it seems like they make out in front of their friends and customers. You're from LA, Chelsea. Is this part of the LA culture that I don't understand? Um, I've never seen my waiter and their manager make out before. <laughs> that you know of. That I know of. I mean, I have seen some flirty staff interactions, but never, never making out. I will say that. But yeah, I think she totally would have done it right then and there. Schwartz, to his credit, I guess, said no. But then seemingly would have changed his no to a yes if the cameras weren't there. Yeah, Schwartz, to his credit, said, are the cameras still rolling? (laughs) Bro. Yeah, so Don't ask it, just turn around and look. (laughs) Yeah, and then also to the point I think Katie has is that Sheena is encouraging this behavior before asking Schwartz to make out. Raquel did say to Sheena, I want to ask Schwartz to make out. And Katie said, yeah, go for it. So I'm not feeling like I I love singleness on the show. I think we needed it. I think we needed some people to break up to see some dating and some action again, but not at the expense of making someone else like miserable. Oh, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I I don't personally want her to be miserable, but it's. pretty pretty high entertainment value to like see this <laughs> level of risk but then i was pretty surprised that like the next thing we know katie's sitting down to another intimate dinner with raquel and ariana and raquel is like in her testimonial she's like i knew that it was going to get back to katie one way or another and i was like from who i don't think that schwartz would have told her about this and i don't I mean, I don't know. I just I think Sheena would have she would have seen it on the show like we all did. And it would have probably pissed her off even more. I just okay. well, this is the liar in me, but I just think it would be so easy to play it off to be like, oh, I was joking because there's so much drama around it. Like, ha ha. Do you want to make out? (laughs) Instead, she was like, I have to confess something to you. <laughs> and Katie's face like freezes. Like she goes white. And and Ariana's like eating popcorn. Yeah, Ariana was very much like, oh, I think she thought it was going to be more than yeah, that I they asked did, him to make you know, out. Yeah. Success, successfully French kiss. How exciting <laughs> would that be? And Raquel just confesses that she asked Schwartz to make out, which once again, I say is like the most embarrassing confession. It's so weird. Shores to make out and he said no. (laughs) It's so weird. So yeah, they have this girls night, which was kind of random to me that it was Ariana, Raquel and Katie. It just felt like a bizarre trio. But I mean, Katie is filming a lot with Raquel. And I don't know if it's because they're both single and they are trying to actually have a friendship or if it's just because filming is pairing them together. But when... And it also came, she told her after Katie invited her to go on this girl's trip to Vegas and like have a suit. Like, I, I think to your point, like I probably would have just kept my mouth shut. Like you obviously are like including me in things where I wasn't included before. Why would I jeopardize that by it's telling you? It's probably not going to get back to her before have a suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just, I was very, very shocked by that and even more so Katie's reaction and her crying I cried 
<gasps> Chelsea, I'm I'm shocked I didn't. You know, I'm such an easy cry. But I know. I, I thought we would share this cry together, but apparently not. I did really, I did really feel for her. I think that like I, Raquel makes me laugh so much, like <laughs> the things she does. That I was so obsessed with that that I was a little emotionally removed, but. He, yeah, yeah it, she gets really overwhelmed. Yeah. And like talking about we're moving out of our house in three weeks. Like this is just so much. And in that moment, if I were Raquel, I would have sworn Tom Schwartz off. I would have said, no way, not doing it. This obviously hurts her. And I don't want to be the pain in someone's divorce proceedings. Like removing myself from the situation. It could only get worse. So I'm just curious, like, what was the the catalyst to make Raquel continue to proceed this even after seeing how hurt Katie was? Okay, well, let me hit you with this fairly obvious conspiracy theory, which is Mm -hmm. that in the first conversation with Raquel, Lala, and Katie, where where Lala is like, if you hook up with Schwartz, I will jump over this table and claw your throat out. Mm -hmm. But when they start to ask Raquel about it, like... Is is she not pressuring you into this? Like, what's she saying? She, Raquel seems extremely shifty. And my first assumption was that they have already made out. Yeah. That was a question. Raquel and Sheena were on Watch What Happens Live this week. And that was brought up. She did deny it. But that doesn't mean a lot. <laughs> it's so hard with Raquel because she always seems like she's lying, not like in a dishonest way, just in a, the way her voice sounds. Yeah. It's like you can never, there's not a lot of fluctuation. You can never really tell what's going on internally. So I thought she seemed shifty, but she is just kind of a shifty person. Yeah. That scene really, it did break my heart. I did feel really bad for her. I am looking forward to this trip in Vegas and Lake Havasu. It seems like it's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of drama. I'm curious. I know we talked about Oliver on our morally corrupt show when like the news of his ex-wife or current wife, whatever the cheating scandal was that he had. I'm curious if any of that plays out on the show because I know she goes on a date with him later on as well. So yeah, looking forward to that. And then the last thing, the preview of Oliver was very like, oh, that's Oliver. That's Garcelle's son. Cut to Raquel just making out with him in the middle of a room. Of a day, I, yeah. It's just her move. It's just like a strange public standing, like scheduled makeout. Yeah, she loves the PDA. She's she young. loves the PDA. <laughs> and then with lastly, we'll like briefly touch on the Schwartz and Sandy of it all. They are horrible businessmen and somehow <laughs> got themselves stuck into a really bad deal with their partner to where the guy owns the restaurant and they're paying him rent. He has no urgency to open Schwartz and Sandy's as where Tom and Sandoval do because they are paying the bill and not getting any financial kickback from operating a restaurant. I appreciate you explaining that because I did not follow during the episode. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, what is his involvement? He's their landlord and he gets all this say in how the restaurant opens. So he's their business partner. I think it's like similar to how Lisa and Ken are with Tom and Tom to where, but they have such a smaller stake in, in Tom Tom. But this guy has a little bit more pool. I think he has more money behind the project because he owns the the thing. You know, the Toms are paying rent to him and they're just, I think they said it was like $20,000. It was very expensive it rent. It was 25000 Yeah. It's like yeah. they're just paying 
$25,000 a month for, an empty for something that is eating even more money and not making any money. And I'm like, yeah. if they are able to throw all these parties, they, I'm no restaurateur, but <laughs> they seem ready. I don't know. Just try it. People were wandering in off the streets trying to get some of these like, you know, little frittata bites or whatever they were <laughs> passing around. Like people will throw money at them. Yeah, I, I don't understand Including it. Including Chelsea. I, <laughs> I'll go there one day. I'm in a rush, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, they got all things all messed up and Katie comes to this family and friends thing. And I was thinking about this last night. Cause I was like, it, it is bad that they got into this conversation at this like work event for Tom. But then I realized Tom was the one that brought it all up. He pulls Katie aside. They sit down in a booth and he, he says to her, you know, Sheena's really upset because she thinks, or I told her that you don't want me and Sheena to be friends anymore or not to talk or whatever. And Katie starts going on about why that's upsetting for her. Like, shouldn't you care a little bit more about my feelings, blah, blah, blah. And while they're talking, Tom is like waving and flagging people over to come talk to them. And she's having somewhat of a serious conversation that he brought up. And then he gets mad at her for like feeling disrespected that he's trying to like have other conversations. What, what, did I misread that? Well, I will say one thing, which is that she kind of physically grabs to someone when they like they sort of reach out to say like bye to him. She like swats, and we don't see who it is. I, yeah, I hope I'm that curious. Maybe she knew them. I think it had she, to have been. But she also doesn't like show any sign of recognition she swats the hand away and she says we're talking and it's like yeah you're so right I mean he did bring it up he's annoying and he is silly and immature the only thing is like she did ask for a divorce and you don't get the same rights to your ex-husband's time and facilities and sort of like right to be annoyed with or publicly annoyed with his flaws, I think, as you do with your husband. And I just, I think that is like a significant thorn in the side of this very healthy divorce they think that they're having is that she is still so annoyed with him. And he is so easy. He's so good at ignoring things that like, yeah. he'll just pretend like everything's fine. And then all of a sudden it's not fine. I guess you're right. I think my thinking behind it was... This is exactly why she wanted a divorce. Like oh, yes. she can't even have a conversation with you <laughs> yeah, without you being distracted as, by everyone else in the room. Like she, she should take this very annoying moment as like confirmation, made the right decision. Like yeah. no regrets here. Yeah. Well, as we saw in the previews next week, we will be in Vegas, which I'm very excited for. And Lake Havasu, which I'm also very excited for. Jody, have you been to Lake Havasu? No, I haven't. But the name cracks me up. <laughs> it's just like every time I say it, what a silly name. I've been to Lake Havasu plenty of times. Yeah, it's... Uh, it maybe we'll get into it next week. Uh, yeah, okay. I kind of like grew up there going on oh like gosh. lake vacations. I don't know if West it's Coast the best gal. place for a young child to go on a regular basis. Oh, it's, you're it, the young child. I was like, they're taking a child there? Oh, no, no, no. Like we would go there as kids with our parents. And it's so is like it a, wild? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, for me, you know, I, I live in North Carolina. For me, a lake is like real placid. Oh no! It 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 gets it gets loose and wild out in Lake Havasu. We'll talk about it. But yeah, so we got that, and then also Summer House. 
Jody, I gotta be honest. I'm bored. I am bored. <laughs> this is not giving me what I wanted. I am tired of the fights about the workplace behavior. This is not this summer should be fun. And we <laughs> haven't even had a party, Jody. Not even a party. We're having a tea party. We're going to some weird brewery. The tea, like, the tea party was weird. I will say I'm enjoying seeing them out. And I think that's maybe why they're not having parties is like for so long, they couldn't leave the house when they came yeah. to the Hamptons. And so now they can actually like go back out to nightclubs and stuff again. Um, I don't know what it is about this show. It it always has me. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> I you know, I stand by my right to like get bored immediately tomorrow. But... I am real. I've been watching it for so long, the very beginning, and I'm very engaged with these characters. And so like even just seeing Danielle show up without Carl and Lindsay and like really be able to sort of like engage with them. And I think for a long time, people have liked Danielle, but wanted more from her. And they're I don't mean I'm not a, I am not a Lindsay hater, but there is Lindsay's personality is very overwhelming and there's something very stifling about her. And I think when Lindsay's there, it's just so easy for Danielle to play the sidekick that she does it. So for me, like seeing her come into this season, I mean, she came to play like she is meeting people. She is mixing up. She is yelling at Kyle. She's defending her friends. It's not fun, but I did find all of that interesting yeah we'll 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 touch on her defending her friends which i don't know about you but when kyle shouted out at the table that carl used to show up to work coked out and would forget his laptop (laughs) i thought that that crossed the line i thought that that was something that if you're going to help a friend in need you're not going to exploit their lowest moments just to prove a point. And it really upset me that even throughout the episode, he seemingly did not understand that that was messed up. Um, I don't know if it's properly articulated to him that was messed up, but it made it seem like he did it so that he could be rewarded and have a pat on his back for helping Carl when he was, you know, an addict and not doing well. What was, how did you feel about, about that? I do think that by the very end, when Kyle and Danielle were actually able to have a conversation, he did sort of understand that that was not okay. I think that's what I mean why I'm like always interested because I am really engaged with these characters and these people, their characters. (laughs) Kyle is so emotional and he always crosses the line and he is like a bundle of anxiety. And when he drinks he crosses the line. He says later to Danielle, like, I'm not dealing with this well. He (laughs) very clearly doesn't know how to separate personal and professional and has gotten himself into a situation where he hired his best friend to be like his most important colleague. And when he hired him, he knew he was in like a volatile personal Mm -hmm. state. That's what he's saying. But yeah, I mean, it's absolutely not okay for him to have said that. And I mean, that is what's frustrating about some of these cast members, some of the sort of like semi newer cast members is like, they're very enabling to Kyle when it suits them. You know, they've gotten so mad at Kyle in the past about doing that, let's say to Amanda, which is fair. They're good friends with Amanda, but then like, no one's going to say you can't be talking about people's addictions 
at a dinner table full of all of his friends and they keep all, they keep, be, and Amanda does it too. They're like, you don't even know the things we know. And it's like, yeah, cause you're his best friends. That's how it's supposed to be. They shouldn't know those things. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. It makes me feel so bad for Carl, who I was never really that big of a like fan of. I like, he's, he's there. He's fine. He seems nice. But like, it made me feel really bad for him that, when he's not even there, his addiction is being weaponized against him as, well, he, I deserve to be this mad because two years ago he behaved this way. And uh, to your point, two years ago when I hired him, knowing that he was volatile and in a bad place, like, it's just, I, I hated it. But something that was fun that came out of that dinner was that Gabby confronted Danielle about being the other woman in her past relationship. I did not think we were going to get this uh, reveal so quickly, but yes, Danielle was the Coachella Bay to Gabby's ex-boyfriend. And then we learned that he then ghosted Danielle after Coachella. So he seems like a gem. Yeah, a real gem. <laughs> Gabby doesn't really confront her. It's very clear that they both know, like they both know who each other are, but, yeah. but Danielle doesn't know about the significant overlap of when this guy was like seeing her and hooking up with her and like fully Gabby's. I also thought Gabby, I think, was younger than she was, I think, because Sam is so young. But I guess she's yeah. kind of like a peer with maybe Danielle. Yeah, she does seem older to me. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I thought they laughed it off seemingly okay and seemed to have a good summer however gabby did say something shady on watch what happens live with danielle this past week so about danielle yeah i think the question was who will have the most to answer for at the reunion and gabby answered danielle because she has said or done things with the relationship around Lindsay that she thinks she has to answer for and danielle seemed very blindsided by that comment because Danielle's also doing interviews right now where she's kind of playing the victim card about the relationship fallout between her and Lindsay. So, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. But right now, I, I think I'm team team hub house, which I never thought I would be, to be honest with you. Well, it's just like the amount of of hate for Lindsay and this like really fuming desire to want her to get her comeuppance. I I don't find it boring, but I do find it tiring. And it's yeah. like, even I do recognize that when we talk about it, talk about summer house, we're talking, having to talk about these like really complex human emotions. And it's, it's not fun. <laughs> it's not, they're not behaving in a, in a fun way that we, okay, let me tell you something that I do think is really fun. How obsessed all of the other girls are with Maya's boyfriend, Oliver. Oh, I think it's disgusting. It would piss me off. But oh, it doesn't no. piss my off. I, good for her. I would be like, do not call my man your boyfriend. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I think she you likes know. it. She no. thinks it's fun. She definitely thinks it's funny. So she's like, okay I mean, with it. But as I watch it, so I'm mad. like, what the hell? Like, why are you stroking his no chest wonder page? you're having such a bad time. <laughs> Just like absolutely fuming. Oh, I'm activated. <laughs> yes, that is funny. But so, and lastly, thing we could touch on a couple things is the tea party. Amanda, you need to go see OBGYN, girl. We can't, we can't, like, reproductive health is important. I feel for her, 
But when she said that she hasn't had her period for several months and she hasn't gone to a doctor, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's rough. Listen, did I deeply relate to her being like, <laughs> I'm scared of the outcome, so I'm not going to acknowledge it? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> there are lots of things that I feel that way about where I'm like, well, I know it's probably not going to be a good answer. So I think I just won't look at it for a while and I'll put it in a tiny little box inside of myself. I did but also not, feel the way that thing. in which Paige was like, so what if you just can't have kids? Wait, Paige, why do you have to ask like that? <laughs> and she was like, she was like, how would you, re- so how would you respond if the doctor's just like, so sorry, but you're not going to be able to have kids. Like, why are you asking that, that in front of a bunch of people? Yes, These people it was so do not weird. know how to behave at a dinner table. That is the bottom line. Like they have had so many, or a tea table, like they've had so many <laughs> absurd dinners that Paige just thinks that's okay. And I mean, t- like, I guess, I guess Amanda was fine with, you know, sharing about this emotional thing. But I do think the wildest reveal is that she hasn't told Kyle. Yeah. I mean, guys are kind of dumb when it comes to that type of stuff. So I'm not too surprised. I do understand well, her saying not though, made that smarter by, <laughs> by not being informed. Your, I mean, I, yeah, I, that's I, certainly her right. I was just like, oh, I do think it makes sense though, to where it's like, you don't want to stress. Cause I feel like if she told Kyle, Kyle would then stress her out even more. And probably just make the feeling a little bit worse, knowing that she doesn't have answers. Go see a doctor. Well, I'll ask her what my therapist asked me, which is how much time are you spending stressing about it? (laughs) Whereas how much stress would it be if you just found out the answer? Yeah, I'm not, I'm absolutely not laughing about her situation. I did just relate to that aspect of how she felt so much. Yeah. And lastly, Jody, as you say, you strictly stick (laughs) to, to what's going on on the screen, but really interesting, bizarre, random news came out today about Sam's boxing boyfriend trainer that she brought to the Hamptons who she said she did not like because he was not matching her crazy which I don't think she needs someone to match her crazy I think she needs someone a little bit more mellow that like, she celebrates she her does. crazy yeah right but apparently this guy Josh is dating Madonna wild it was funny that she was like I need someone who's going to get up on the table and dance with me. And in my head, I was like, and he needs Madonna. It's just such a crazy exchange of people. Yeah, I saw that and I was confused. But according to page six, Madonna is reportedly dating um, Sam's Hamptons fling, Josh, the boxer. And, you know, good for him, her, I guess. I guess. And Sam should hopefully be fine with it because she was not interested. And I did not like seeing them wake up in that bed together and just like (laughs) be annoyed with each other. I felt (laughs) so bad for Josh. Platonically annoyed. As he was sitting at the front door waiting for his Uber or whatever. And like she wasn't even... And everyone was just streaming past him who lived there being like, we got to go. Nice to meet you, man. It was so awkward. Um, But you know what? Hopefully summer starts to get fun again. Uh, Amanda cries on next week week's episode so we'll see see what that's about. Jody, it's it was a pleasure as always. I'll miss you. I'll I'll see you next week, girl. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. 
Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together... We're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, and now we are joined with Zach Peter to discuss Real Housewives of Miami. Zach, I gotta say, I was today years old when I realized it was the finale of season five. <laughs> there was no hype. There was like no. literally like a no teasing. Like I was like, oh, is this the finale? They're doing a full season recap. Yes. When I said this season on Real Housewives of Miami, I was like, oh, we are at the finale. It was a little jarring, but also extremely sad. I know. Yes, I was like, I wait, was I wasn't ready for it to be it over. Not at all. But yeah, like we'll again briefly touch because we've been off for two weeks. Last week, we also featured an episode with Dr. Nicole and Gertie that I did, which was a lot of fun. And they were both gorgeous, stunning, and so very like nice. And you could tell they were genuine friends. They like seemed to hang out with one another. So that was really cool. But last week's episode ended with how this week's episode kicked off. And it was... Lisa and Lenny's mom. And we see the turn in Lenny's mom. Mm -hmm. Lenny got in her ear and she's starting to spew exactly as Lisa says the words that Lenny says to her. So she's taking that, she's chewing on it and she's regurgitating it back to Lisa. She blames Lisa for going out of town. That was so stupid. So stupid. I guess what I need some clarity on is Lisa's going out like what does he mean when he says he doesn't like that she went out so much was she at the clubs like was she going to dinner with friends 
I mean, we don't really hear of her like going out and partying very often. I feel yeah. like the other lady, like someone would have brought that up at some point. Yeah. So I don't under, I didn't understand that either. And she even said, cause you know, the mom was like, oh, well you went to New York and you were gone for a whole weekend. And what's he supposed to do? I don't know. Use your left hand or your right hand. Why do you need to have a chick over? <laughs> like, come on, you have options. She's like, well, what was he supposed to do? And she's like, I was literally having dental work. She's like, it's not like I was, you know, partying it up on a girl vacation even when she does go on trips right now it's for the show so she's working I was just trying to rack my brain around it and then it made me think back to earlier seasons when Lenny just also never went out with her she would go to dinners she would go to events she would go to parties carpets whatever Lenny always said he was working or he was tired or whatever he didn't seem to want to be out with her so yeah It just, it made me so angry to see that this kind of turn within Lenny's mother. You know, Lisa says, you know, she's like a second mom to me. So I truly feel alone now. But I also have to say, if I were his mom, I don't know. Like that's her, that's her son too, at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. And so I understand why, you know, she ultimately came around to support her son, but like, then just say, listen, I'm supporting my son. Like, don't even engage in the conversation where you try to yeah. blame her. Like, she didn't need to even show up for that. She didn't need to throw out those jabs and make it seem like this was all Lisa's fault that their marriage fell apart. It's like, well, Lenny goes out too. And Lenny's the one that was over there, you know, DMing this other girl that we now find out that he was DMing her for a while. It's just like, then just don't even talk to Lisa. Like, just be done with her. Like, there was no need for you to do this. It felt like she went and she wanted to go on camera and make Lisa look bad and make Lisa look like she was contributing to why the marriage ended. Yeah, I think it was like direct orders from Lenny is, I yeah. need you to say this to protect yeah. my image. And and if you do, I will continue to bring you around and give you Even meals. All the and DMing whatnot. of the girls, and and she's just like, well, he. Ta- I talked to him about that, and he said it was just innocent. Like he was just innocently DMing all these girls. It's disgusting. And to prove that they are one happy family, Lenny and his mistress, he went to a wedding with this other woman this past week, and someone asked, you know, how is you know, your mom with this girl, Lenny says, they're fine. The girl responds, she's my favorite person in the world, which like, come on. (laughs) I love that somebody found an old photo of her too and saw that the exact outfit that she wore, she'd worn previously to another event with one of her exes. I mean, it's like, her ex-husband. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, it was funny to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, make Lenny buy you a new dress. <laughs> he can afford it. He can afford it. It was tough to watch. But this whole episode, we kind of get like a, a wrap up of everyone's storylines. We see Julia and Martina have a date night together. Things seem fine with them. Nothing too jarring stuck out to me. Is there anything that you wanted to... Just that Julia looked hot. Like she, she didn't did look, look like really she good. was milking goats all morning. I was like, wow, this is a nice little change of pace. She did look good. Martina took note too. So that was, that was, that was sweet. And he's like, I'm taking you home tonight. Like a <laughs> Russian hooker. <laughs> Frankie, uh, we see Frankie and Alexia. Frankie tells us that Frankie is doing much better ever since he's been working with the Des Moines Foundation. Um, he's helping her cook Cuban food. And it was like really cute and sweet. And then we saw the other son. Peter. Peter. 
I don't like Peter. <laughs> Peter's a hot mess. Peter is like a Peter. hot mess. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. He's talking to his dad and he's like, your mom wants you to help at the at the nail shop. And he's like, bro, what do I get out of this? You get helping your fucking mom. That's what you yeah. get. She birthed you. You don't need to get something special out of it. He said, I'd rather fly a kite. <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a fan of his, but, you know, it was nice to see Frankie's doing better. And then we get a scene with Nicole and her dad that was seemed like they came to a resolution to have a better relationship. It was a journey. I didn't think they were going to get there in that conversation based off of how it started. But they seem to understand where each other like had these miscommunications or understandings about one another. And it did bother me that he couldn't say sorry to her in that moment. But... They seem to hug it out and and have a better have a better relationship. Yeah, I liked the conversation because I think it's so important because I, we all we judge our parents. Right. And we're mm-hmm. often only looking at things or even not just our parents, but like other people in our lives. We judge them based off of our own lens and we forget that they have their own lens that they're looking through things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we are both in the same situation, but we analyze things and we see them very differently. And it's only by having those open and honest conversations so you're able to kind of understand the other person. And yeah. maybe that doesn't immediately bring closure, but it can help. And I think in this case, it really helped Dr. Nicole move forward. I agree. I agree. And then we had a, a, a mini uh, group get together with Lisa, Alexia, and Marisol at Lisa's house, where Lisa is trying to be the peacemaker, as she claimed to be in previous seasons. She's trying to bring the women back together. She's trying to get Alexia and Marisol to understand and realize that Adriana is just going through a lot. And because of that, she is spewing out things that she doesn't mean or she's not thinking and whatnot. They say, no, it's a non-starter. Like I am done. They don't really seem to want to entertain this Adriana's going through a lot thing whatsoever. Yeah. And I mean, I love that they're drinking Lenny's expensive wine. <laughs> love that. Um, gotta have yeah, a girl's night cute. over your ex's expensive wine. Yeah. But like, I, I get where they're coming from because the things that, that she said were very, you know, hurtful and mm-hmm. definitely hit very sensitive spots with each of them. So mm-hmm. I understand their reluctance. I mean, and the apology was such bogus. My bad. Like you don't uh, text, the text somebody. Message was my awful. bad. <laughs> when so she I read get... the text message, I was like, is this for real? Like how old are we? Like who and who says my bad anymore? I don't say my bad. Do my, say bad. my bad. No. no. I don't think I say my it, bad. It's like so um, annoying. And listen, I have to say my bad quite often. I I, I do a lot of apologizing these days. But, you know, my bad is just not, you know, my bad is like if you step on somebody's foot, right? And you're like, oh my God, my bad. Like it's like an in the moment sort of thing. Like it's not a serious apology. Not at all. Not at all. So I understand their reluctance to want to move forward with her because from their lens, she hasn't made much of an effort to truly apologize. And so it coming from Lisa, I would kind of be similar to where they're at and be like, no, like find a way to make it up to me. Send me some flowers and Godiva chocolates. That's what that's what Todd loves. And, you know, we'll find a way to to move forward from there. But it's going to take time, you know? Yeah, I guess my thing, too, is. And maybe it's because Adriana isn't a full-time, so we don't see her home life. But I'm just not buying... I'm not buying that I'm so sad and depressed angle either, no. I guess, where it's like... It's as fake as her broken ankle. Yeah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't make you say these horrible things. Yeah. 
and whatnot. So it, it was kind of like, I, I'm kind of a Marisol and Alexia's camp in that regard. Yeah. If you're going through a hard time, then it's, it's understandable for you to get drunk one night and have a really messy, sloppy night and then wake up the next morning and be like, I was trying to escape my life. And so mm-hmm. I got drunk and I had this bad moment, but Adriana is not like, she's just doing and saying these reckless things without yeah. thinking. And it's not like, it's in no way related to the position that she's in. Not at all. But this all brings us to the finale party, which is Gertie's melting pot party, which I got to say was a huge, beautiful production for just the cast. Yeah. I was like, this is like so nice, but like, it just felt too extra. Well, I was just thinking, I was like, okay, the plans and the neons, like I was doing the calculations in my head of like how expensive everything was, must've cost. And I was just like, I don't know about that. This is not I thought it was crazy. However, I did kind of think like, maybe it is an advertisement for Gertie's services of like, look what I can do. Smart. And she said that she did in a short period of time. So uh, that's kind of how I thought about it. But I was like, wow, this is a lot. Like when she was showing Marisol the drink cart and how <laughs> she's like, look, you could just have a drink if the bartender's taking too long. I'm like, yeah, because there's two other girls in front of you. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like there's literally <laughs> not even a line to get to the bar. Yeah. So, but it was extravagant. It was really cool. It looked like a lot of fun um, to be there and very Instagrammable and all of the things. And Gertie says the goal of this is to try to bring everyone together and to find common ground. She tells us we're all bad bitches. We should all get along, blah, 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 blah. Um, Larsa's first to show up and she says that she feels like she needs to help Adriana. And when she says all this, I thought, wait, but like 40 minutes ago, you were saying how much you can't stand her and how wrong she is and how crazy she is. I was like, which one is it, Larsa? I'm confused. It was a very jarring change of pace. Like Larsa hates Adriana and like doesn't ever give her the time of day. Adriana's like come to her so many times about like wanting to get a BBL and like <laughs> all of these things that like, you know, Adriana's tried so hard with Larsa and Larsa just does not care to engage with her. So it was so weird seeing her come in and then gas her up so much. And she's yeah. like, she just needs attention. So let me give her all the attention. And I'm like, yeah. mm, it doesn't feel very genuine. It was very bizarre. <laughs> And then, yeah, and she's telling her how beautiful she is. Like, all this stuff is very strange. But, I mean, I will say it did work. Adriana was eating it up. She loved it. And she seemed to be in a good space, a good mood and whatnot. So all the ladies are showing up. At first, for a while, Lisa was the very last person to be there. I was kind of expecting there to be some type of, like, oh, Lisa's not coming because something happened type of a thing. But she eventually shows. And they all get around the table they sit down and Gertie tries to give a toast. I didn't realize how much these women just talk. Just talk, 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 talk all over each other. <laughs> and several times Gertie has to say, like, shut up, please. I'm talking, I'm talking. And everyone's trying to like toast her too, which was like really funny as yeah. well. <laughs> I was like, Gertie, we're so happy for you. This is so awesome. Blah, blah, blah. So finally Gertie gets to say what she has to say, which honestly... She didn't have to say it. Um, she goes on no. about Adriana and how it's a hard time for her and how they should all be supporting her right now in this really difficult time of need and X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. And Adriana, of course, again, is eating it up. Loves it. I just don't think she 
is going through that hard of a time. Like that's yeah. I just I don't believe that she's. I mean, she's she can say I'm a little lonely, and that's understandable, and that's relatable, and that I can get. But for her to just be so like, I'm going through such a hard time, and I'm alone, and if I die, I'm going to be dead on the floor, and nobody's <laughs> going to find me but my cats. And I'm like, oh, shut up, break your. I'm going to break your ankle again. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot, and. Marisol and Alexia obviously are not buying it either. And then Adriana gets up and she starts to apologize to Alexia and to to Marisol. And Alexia immediately gets emotional. She's like, I just don't get why you would say this. Yeah. It, it, It got to a point where I was like, her apology did seem genuine. Why can't we just like end it with a thank you? Like, I appreciate it. But instead, like, they kept hammering at home, especially Marisol, who would not let it go. And it just felt like, to Julia's point, like, okay, like, what'd she call him? It's like her punching bowl. She didn't say punching bag. Yeah, punching punching ball. Yeah. Yeah, punching ball. (laughs) Um, Just, like, leave her alone. She said sorry, accept it or don't, say you need time. But to keep, like, hitting at her, it just felt, that felt mean. Because there was no need, like, okay, I get it. They said what they needed to say. It was hurtful, whatever. But it's like, Marisol, especially, I get Alexia's point of view, because it's like, you went really low and you brought her son into it and her Mm -hmm. son's, you know, in a challenged place. And so I feel like that was really low. Whereas like the Marisol thing, like, yeah, that was hurtful, but I feel like Marisol just like kept wanting to go harder. And Adriana was like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. And, and Alexia was clear. She's like, listen, actions speak louder than words. Don't just tell me, show me. So it felt like she kind of opened the door, just like a crack to let Adriana, you know, kind of rebuild that friendship with her Marisol was just annoying like I get it okay say you're not ready but like shut up already yeah Marisol wanted there to be an issue it felt very inauthentic and then she was like but we're friends and it's like well you're not treating me like friend (laughs) like it was very it was a lot they seemed to kind of end the dinner on a somewhat okay no everyone except for Alexia Marisol with Adriana but they all seem to have a good time I'd say it was somewhat of a successful uh closing finale episode party and we get all the end cards and I have to say none of them were that exciting (laughs) well I was surprised that Adriana and Marisol got end cards considering they're not even mojito holders they're not mojito holders and Kiki didn't get one either what does she know oh yeah no she didn't get one but the other two did I thought that was interesting but yes they got to in the in the moment Adriana's continuing her music career Marisol Boring. has some type of cocktail thing business coming up Boring. with some Miami celebrities. So we'll see what that is, I guess. And then we have all the other women. Uh, we see Nicole talking with her dad and her mom and her and Anthony about their wedding. Seems like everything was good there. The father said he stopped drinking. Um, so that yeah. was nice. Lost some weight. Lost some weight. was looking better. Um, and then we had Gertie spending time with her sons and her husband going to New York those kids need to pick a better vacation spot. New York is fun, but like, why? Why don't it's they? It's not a go? vacation it's spot. It's not vacation. New York's not vacation. New York is like it's like let's go to New trip. York for a show, a weekend yeah. trip. We'll go for one specific type of show, but it's not a vacation destination. Yeah, no. Take me and it's to, also not that far from Miami. Yeah, take me to the islands. Take me to uh, even California. if they went to Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. They'll learn eventually. <laughs> and then we had 
Julia, obviously we, we, we knew about Martina's diagnosis with cancer, but it was brought up in the, in the end credits. Alexia seems to be doing great. She did her honeymoon with Todd and Peter tagged along because he broke up with that girlfriend that Alexia knew was no good. And Larsa, who will not admit that she is dating Michael Jordan's son in the end credits. However, they have gone Instagram official. And I don't know, did you see her on Tamron Hall? Um, I think I saw a clip of it. Yeah, Tamron really pressed her about dating Michael Jordan's son, which I thought was interesting. Larsa, I will say, held her own for the most part. And she says all their, all, both their families are very happy, happy for them. And I'm surprised she didn't me. like, I'm surprised she didn't throw a dig at, at Tamron Hall. Yeah. Like she, I heard you slept with everybody on production. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> she really, um, conducted herself in a non housewife way. She was very, uh, polite and cause Tamron was pushing. She was pushing. Um, and then lastly, we get our girl, Lisa who gosh who's still in the house that is she's still in that house i listened to an interview with her uh this week she's still living in that house she co-hosted that halloween party with lenny which is weird (laughs) strange and i mean i think the wording of it is weird i mean obviously he wanted to throw a halloween party and he was gonna throw the halloween party and she wasn't gonna have a say in it and so I feel like she was like, well, fine, then this will be a party that we host together then. I'd, I don't know. Don't let him throw the party. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Why throw a Halloween party when you're getting divorced? And then his little girlfriend wasn't able to show up. Oh, that's probably why she co-hosted it, because then it wouldn't allow the girlfriend to show up because of the restraining order. Yes, because it's of the restraining order, which now has been dropped, which is crazy. But as Lisa's talking about how they co-hosted this Halloween party, she gets a... Google alert, I guess, about it and sees that Lenny's talking about her again. I totally missed this story. I did too. I don't remember seeing this story. And yeah, yeah, that Lenny says that she was flirting with two guys at the party. We get her calling Lenny right up and saying, what the hell are you talking about? You're the one flirting with all these girls saying that you're so excited to be single and date and blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> I was dying. It was hilarious. Him and page six. Like, I don't know what it, like, he loves he to loves call page, page six. six for every little thing. And it's like, okay, all right. He loves I guess page it's an six. East Coast thing. People on the East Coast love page six because the New York housewives always call page six to tip them off on stuff too. They do. So what is it here on the West Coast? Is it Radar Online? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You think I sold a story to Radar Online about Dorit? (laughs) Oh, that was a great Lisa. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I I, I will say it was a good, it was a good finale. It, It was okay. I think it was okay. I feel like there could have been a little more heat at that finale dinner that Gertie hosted Mm -hmm. or party. It was a very big party and it was really just a dinner at the end of the day. I think maybe too much time had passed from the Bahamas to that party. So like that might be why. But I was I was expecting Julia to like come in and defend Adriana and she was like trying to bite her tongue. I'm like, no, girl, this is the finale. This is when you show up. Now it's time to deliver I kind of like that she didn't, though, because as to her point earlier where she's like, I don't want everyone to think I'm blindly loyal loyal to to Adriana. So I did like that she kind of held it in. It would have been nice, though, if someone else did jump in. Well, Lisa kind of did. And she like tried to diffuse it a little bit, which I felt weird. It was interesting because I didn't think that Lisa and Adriana were that close. Yeah. I mean, after watching it back, she was in Adriana's wedding also. And... 
I just watched the last, what was it? Season three reunion and how like whatever happened with her and Joanna, which seemed like a really weird out of nowhere feud. Yeah. And so that I think made Adriana like Lisa more too. And they seemingly stayed in touch over the years as well. So it was, it's all the the last, like, what, what was it? The gap between season three and four. I wish we had a little bit more of an understanding of like some of these women's relationships and stuff like that, because that would fill in a lot of these like missing pieces that we're getting now. But what did you think of the reunion trailer that we got at the end? It was kind of lackluster for me. Right? It was too short. It didn't really look yes. exciting. I was like, and I also, what is the set? It's the vault. I know it's a vault. But From like, Nicole's engagement party. Okay, that's what I thought. But I was like, why yeah. is Nicole being like, Larsa, do you recognize the... Well, because she uninvited her, so she's being snarky. Oh, okay, now it's all clicking together now. Because I had somebody yeah. else text me, and they're like, did you see the trailer? And I was like, yeah. They're like, what is the vault? Like, what is this? And I was like, I, the <laughs> only thing I can think is the engagement party, but what I, was Lars even there? And then I forgot because she disinvited her with the mirror, yeah. and now it's all coming together. Boom. Sorry, I'm blonde. Yeah. No. So <laughs> now it makes sense. But the reunion trailer, like, it just, it looked a little meh to me. It didn't seem it very meh. exciting. I kind of liked the COVID seating back in the day, how yeah, like, we're spaced out they were. Yeah. I don't like how close they are to one another. I know. <laughs> like they looked really scrunched together. <laughs> and I liked like the set design when they had to separate them because like everybody had their own like angle and uh, yeah. shot and like design around them. And so yeah. I missed that. Cause yeah, it just, it, the set looked very small and it did look a little it crunched did. together. I didn't like that, but we'll see. Um, you know, Nicole has said that there's lots of yelling in the reunion. We'll see how it all kind of divides up and, and everything. I'm looking forward to it. I think we get three parts, hopefully. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. This literally was a shock. That was the finale today, but here we are. There was no tease. <laughs> there was no pump. There was literally nothing. No, it was, I was like, Wow. This is bittersweet. I was like, there's got to at least be one more episode left. And then now here we are. And we've come to the end. We've come to the end. We've got the reunion for you guys next week. We also got more Summer House and more Vanderpump Rules. All three of these shows are really, really killing it. Really serving us the good Bravo juice that we, we love. And that we, quite frankly, we deserve it. We deserve all of this. I will be joined next week again with Jody Walker and Zach Peter. And tune in for tomorrow's Morley Cup as well, as Rachel and Callie will be recapping Potomac and New Jersey. Uh, see you guys next week. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.